Hey, welcome back to episode four of the Singapore podcast with Danny and Tim. Um, On today's yeah. episode of Singapore, oh wait, sorry, go ahead. Did I cut you off. No. <laughs> I think that's you. You had uh, you had good timing. I uh, I didn't have anything else to say. On today's episode of Singapore, the podcast, we're going to be talking ten questions, five questions apiece, rapid fire that we ask each other. Oh, we're yeah. also going to be talking. What did we, call, we called that um, the question gauntlet. What did we call it? Yes, or yeah. Question uh, gauntlet. Rapid questions. Question. We're going to be que- doing the rapid question gauntlet. There that's we go. five questions a piece, back and forth. Diz, that's Danny and Tim. That's Tim. We answer no spoilers, but um, there will be animal sounds. Um, <laughs> you no spoilers, yeah. Tim. No spoilers. Shit ass. Fuck. We also talk about a random Wikipedia article, yeah. which uh, surprise, surprise, is an- based another. South Indian um, related thing. This time it's a movie. Am I spoiling everything? No. Um, And then we talked about mystery, Tim's mystery. Yeah, Tim's mystery. Tim has a great mystery. I have a great mystery. We won't spoil that because in the mystery, you spoil everything. (laughs) That's true. I I bear all. So So that's all for today's episode. We also uh, do briefly touch on um, another way to help help get away with murder. Oh, yeah. All righty, Dan. All right, Tim. I'll see you on the other side. See you then. I want to start. Damn. I want to start off right off the bat. Uh, we uh, can touch upon Singapore, the place, just for Singalapur a tad bit. Singapore is my is my spiritual home. Nice. It represents peace, inner peace, and um, a desire to explore the world. Is that what it actually means? No, that's just what it represents to me. Uh, that's what it means. What to does Singapore mean to you, Dan? Uh, Singapore to me uh, means uh, uh, what's the word for uh, like inspiration? I'd say. Ooh, is you know just out of out of kind of nowhere. Um, this random Wikipedia article, uh, this idea to maybe go <laughs> there and. Uh, do like a live show, or something. I don't even know. I think we should remain or open about visit. or just visit or whatever. Um, this uh, it's tied together with like exploration, and I know you have wanderlust. Oh um, my! And uh, and it's like yeah, that's inspiration to me. That's fucking awesome, man. Well, on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about all kind of fun shit. Mm-hmm. We decided to ask each other some questions on today's episode, and I think I think the folks at home, I think you guys are gonna love where we're taking this thing. Yeah, this this um, this uh, <laughs> this segment is called quick, quick, uh, quick question, quick questions. It's called called quick questions, quick, quick and quick. it's also called medium questions too, because some of quick. these might be medium questions where we sort of talk oh, yeah. about them. Some of them might be big questions, but I think oh, so. I think are the rules that I we have to not. give quick answers. And then we move no. on. 
Unless we, you have a question that requires that. I don't know. I have maybe one that's like that. Okay. Here, should we alternate? We should alternate. You go first. Yeah, I think so. No, no, no. You go first. Okay. Where are your ancestors from? <laughs> <laughs> As if I have ancestors. I guess everybody does, huh? As if um, I have ancestors. My ancestors. Wow, it's funny to talk about it like that because it's like, I guess that is the right word, but I feel like I'm not allowed to have ancestors. I just have like great grandparents. Okay, um, they're from, I think, well, my mom's side of the family's from Ireland, and my dad's side of the family. Oh, you're one of the Lampiers, eh? No, that's your father's last name. My mom's side of the family are Murphys. So, yeah, we're pretty Irish. And then my dad's uh-huh. side of the family is um, kind of Europe general. I think a little bit French, a little bit English, and that's the big ones, but, you know. And I like to say talk about this story, which is, you know, back in the day, they would have people's last names were their professions. Let's keep it straight. The blacksmiths, your last name would be Smith. It helps yeah. us. Well, lamp fear is lamp fire, which is the people that would go out when it became evening and would light the street lamps. Oh. And it's funny because I looked that up recently, that job. Um, in French, it's La Lumière which there's novels oh. about it. But um that would be that would be uh, would you rather have that last name? Tim La, La Lumière. Lumière. Yeah, I would. Absolutely. Pretty... But um the the controversy there is which I think is funny to my own personality. It's like people wonder societies that have this position are sort of wondering, you know, how much should we be paying a guy like this? And are they just um, <laughs> a sort of a <laughs> sort of a slacker who has just one fucking job that's not really essential? Um, uh huh. So I sometimes feel that way about myself, and whether that's sort of in my genetics, where I'm like, I love <laughs> yeah. to be awake at night, kind of keeping the candle alive. Uh-huh. But um, how essential is it? Should I probably try to be dying sometime soon? Kind of <laughs> keep get this burden off of everybody. Would that be a better use of your time? Figuring out how to die a little quicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my ancestors. Nice. All right, Dan. We have a lot, we have of, a questions lot of questions to, get, to through. get through. Give me one country where one of your ancestors is from. Oh. Make it interesting. Scotland. Scotland. Okay, that's great. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty... All right, Dan, question for you yeah. now. Who was the president in 1903 and what did they do no googling lots of and also you can and also there is no wrong answer (laughs) okay great um 1903 and i'll and i'll try to help you too and it doesn't have to be the president of the united states just i can name any president of whatever anything um no president of the united states sorry that's okay that's implied who was the president of the united states in 1903 and what did they do was it Taft and did the thing That's he do? so funny. It must have been Taft because when I wrote that question, I was like, it was probably like fucking Taft or something. I don't know <laughs> shit about presidents, but I was like, who's an old ass weird president? Yeah. Yeah. It's def- It's got to be Taft. 
Got oh, you don't know the answer. No, I never looked it up. Okay, good. Let's just leave it at that. It was Taft, and what he did was he died in a bath. Taft, who died in a bath. And now, what do you think, I, my, my follow-up questions here, what were some of Taft's, you know, social programs, or what, what were some of the key um, legislatures that were uh, introduced uh, by Taft? He, uh, he came up with the, the, the old deal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes, the precursor to the New Deal. Yeah, yeah, Taft created the old deal. Yeah, he was he was really before his time. <laughs> right. And in the in the old deal it was like it, it was a law that was like a handshake and a wink is legally binding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was more about the process of making deals. If you don't do the wink, you can like shove the other person out of the business whenever you want. Oh. Yeah. The the guy goes, "But you're shoving me out?" But we did the handshake and the wink. No, oh, did minute. you do the wink? Did you? Oh, we did the handshake, all right. We did. The, we did, yes, we did the handshake. Did you wink? Now think, think hard. Think hard. I wink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. Damn. Okay, I like that. All right, Tim. Tim, no what's a movie on that subject? What's a what's a movie you were genuinely scared by? The Blair Witch Project, no doubt. Nice. I, I mean, I there was a lot of tough guys back in whenever that came out, eighty three or whenever it was. Yeah, I don't actually know when it came out, nineteen ninety <laughs> something. But like, yeah, my not, yeah, like 90. my friend who I watched it with, we were scared out of our minds. His dad was oh, yeah. asleep. We were watching it late at night on his TV, Ooh. and we oh, were man. like, we were like jumping around the room trying to not be scared. And then later on. I was like, man, remember how scary that movie was? My friend was like, I actually wasn't scared. I was uh, like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was all an act. I was yeah, uh, I actually wasn't scared. Yeah, you know I was what, just Nick? you know going you along scared. with you. I didn't want you to. I didn't want you to feel alone in how scared you were being. The movie was fucking scary. I mean, I, people you know parody it or whatever. They're like, yeah, it's Did just you... like people snotting out of their nose, running around the woods, and nothing happens. That was kind of funny. No. So did you, fucking scary. Did you think it was real? I don't know if I thought it was real. I don't think so. But there's all those rumors at that time, too, of, like, it could have been actually real or, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't think I actually thought it was oh, real, yeah. but it was... This is, like, maybe based on a yeah. true story. Oh, right. That's the whole conceit is it's based on a true story or something. Yeah, that shit mm. was scary. If you had never seen The Blair Witch Project and you want to get scared, I think you could watch it and be scared. Did did that movie scare you, Dan? Um, I think I I didn't watch it until like way later, and so I had already seen the parody stuff before I actually right. sat down and watched the movie. Okay, but uh, I do remember them seeing like the the wooden like Blair Witch sim- uh-huh. symbol yep. hanging in the tree. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And that was that was pretty spooky. Yes. And then like, um, the they wake uh, up in the middle of the night know. and you just hear like rocks kind of clanking, and it's just right. like, "What the yeah. fuck is that?" If I was out in the woods and there were rocks clanking while I'm in my fucking tent, Ugh. that would be horrifying. Who would be Especially clanking rocks? If you're not like at a campground, you know, right? If right. you're just 
in the middle of the woods. No one else. Yeah, no one else around. Who? What animal is clanking? No animal clanks. No animal except for human is clanking rocks. Or a witch. A Blair witch. Now, Dan. Next question. You ready for this? Yeah. How do you? And I've asked you this before, but maybe a little bit more detail on this. How do you memorize lines? What's your process? Uh, for a theatrical uh, performance. I I I kind of prefer to have a lot more rehearsals and mm. doing it doing it with everybody else. It's I because I don't like homework, but if I yeah. if I do, <laughs> if I if I'm not selfish in that way, then uh I'll do uh, probably one of a few different things. Either write them down over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, or or uh, or another favorite of mine is to record myself and and just have that play like in my earbuds mm. when I'm when I'm doing busy work or whatever. When I'm doing the dishes or or something, you know. God, it it certainly <laughs> is easier when you're when you can do the rehearsal with people because you can you start to associate the blocking with the lines. Yes. And then it becomes a little dance with exactly, wow. exactly. The right, uh, Tim. Here, yeah. here we go. This one, this one can be short if you want. Okay. Do you like politics? <sighs> Tim. Okay, Dan. My question for you is. <laughs> What are some weird uh what are some weird animal sounds you could make and uh, to start us off why don't you make the sound of a snake Yeah and does a snake actually make that sound that was my follow up really quickly uh, I, You know if I had a thinner tongue then I could uh-huh. Yeah if I were to mimic the same mouth movements then it would be like <laughs> <laughs> But uh that's not very that's less snake-like than just the the hissing does a snake um, actually hiss like that yeah it it does hiss they hiss don't they i've never heard a snake hiss but in the movies in the cinema certainly i feel like a cartoon snake like if you were to voice over an actual footage of a snake you could go slurp 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 <laughs> But then that gets a little froggy. Mm-hmm. What sound does a frog make? Uh, ooh, I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna okay. Wait, hold on. <laughs> and then you walk too close to the pond, and then they all shut up. Yeah, another. Well, I guess uh, maybe I was doing like a bullfrog there. Uh, Smaller frogs, I think, are more like crickets, and they're just like they're like a more of a whistle kind of thing. Like a that's actually that is a sexy looking frog. (laughs) Tim, and then you walk too close to the pond, and they're like, huh, huh? Shh! Hey! Whoa! 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 Shh! 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 God damn, that's a sexy little... Oh, there's a guy over there. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet down, there's a guy over there. Here comes a guy. 
Oh, Quiet shit, down. There's a fucking guy. He knows we speak English. Fuck. <laughs> Can't let him know. It's like Toy Story. Um. Uh, okay, Tim. Here we go. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite yeah. genre of entertainment? Comedy. Or, genre. Uh, yeah, comedy. That's Man, co- that's correct. My big genres right now are gaming, specifically video games. Comedy. I I always like comedy. Um. And I am watching the Golden State Warriors basketball team. I watch all of their games and nothing else. No other sports, but I watch every Golden State Warriors basketball game. Um, and those are my big genres, I guess, right now. Gaming, comedy, and um, the Golden State Warriors. The, the, the Golden State Warriors are a genre all themselves. I would agree with that. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) My question for you, Dan, my next question here, question number four of this five-part question barrage. Ooh, that's a good name for the segment. Dan, what the fuck is up with canker sores, man? Ooh. Uh, They're herpes. What? Uh, Aren't they... Aren't canker sores... uh, Herpes? Herpes simplex <laughs> no. two or something? You telling me I have herpes, man? Yeah, well it's uh it's not it's not the it's not the genital herpes, it's just mouth herpes. I don't know. They're different in that a cold sore is exterior and a canker sore is interior. Oh but I don't know the difference um genetically. Of what would what is what, but man, sometimes I have them so bad, and then sometimes, and then I don't. But man, it sucks when they're around. Like I got one right now on my lip. It's just like a little, you know, oh, just man. like a little fucking thing on my lip. And I'm I use my lips all fucking day to kiss everybody. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> you know, for chewing and talking and kissing. <laughs> but anyway. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite tea? Favorite tea is um man, okay. God, I think my favorite tea is green tea. Ooh. But it's pretty close call. I, I I there's like about 3 different types of teas that I like. 3, about 3. There's a there's a and, green tea, um, there's a type of green tea called Genmaicha. Have you ever oh. had ginmaicha? No, almost assuredly no. It has this like toasted rice in it, so it's what? it's like kind of savory. Oh yeah, go out and get yourself some green tea ginmaicha. God damn, I like it because it's a little bit of caffeine, and it but it feels healthier. You know, people talk about oh, green tea is so good for you. Uh huh. And yeah. it's also got a little caffeine. Yeah. Not like what I just drank before this, which was um, a big cup of espresso, basically. Me too.
Um, I think it's time. I think it's time to uh, to do Wikipedia then mystery. Cue the oh, music. Wikipedia. Mystery! No moms. The Wikipedia article I have today is... <laughs> is, is a name that's, uh, once again, hard to pronounce. Uh, okay. And yeah, I'm gonna, I'll spell it out for you so you can look it up too, but I'll, I'm going to give it my best shot. Mm-hmm. Priyamina Niku, uh, translated to "To you, my dear," is a 2001 Indian Telugu language romantic comedy film written and directed by Balasikaran. the uh, The film ran for 100 days in 27 centers. On January 24th. 2003, after the completion of reshooting a few scenes, the film was dubbed and released in Tamil as Kadal Sugamanathu. <laughs> Translated to Love is Pleasure. Holy shit. So they reshot so, some scenes with different actors? And, and called it Love is Pleasure. Wow. Starring Tarun Kumar. And Sneha Rajaram Naidu and Sivaji. The film and the soundtrack received positive reviews upon release and remained a box office success. Ooh, thank God. What's it about? Ganesh <clears throat> is a carefree college youth from uh, Hyderabad. It's the capital and largest city in the Indian state of Telangana. Right? Uh, <laughs> We're going to be learning a lot about the state setup structures, all these things. Maybe maybe pronunciation should be next on our list of things. To look at. This is like a marriage drama. This is like a who's marrying who, ah. secret romance. Skip to the end. Ganesh, Na- Ganesh know that Ragu is marrying Sandhya. Send. Sandhya, Sandhya, being a good friend, he does not want to betray him. Sandhya has agreed to marriage, since she does not want to make things worse for her father and sister. But she still loves Ganesh. Sarisha wants to amend the mistake she has done. She searches for Ganesh to unite them. Things are still unsure and hazy as Sandhya and Ragu are going to tie the knot in a few minutes. Whoa. In the end, Sarisha tells everything and marries Ragu while Sandhya and Ganesh unite. Hence, the film ends with a happy note. Oh, That's incredible. Oh, oh, That's your ongoing... Uh, uh... A, f- a sound effect that you that's your uh, signature sound yeah, effect yeah it is truly is an, a sound effect I do I have a few sound effects as a person that's one of them <laughs> going oh. 
Now it's time for mystery. Mystery. Switching over to mystery. Switching, switching, <laughs> switching over. Switching, switch. Do the switching over now. We've switched. Well, um, we've now officially switched over to mystery, and um, I'm just gonna. The mystery today is me telling the plot of a movie I saw recently. Nice. Have you ever seen the Stephen King movie Misery? Uh, no. But I, I do. Well, I just watched it recently. It's pretty good. I've I've already told some people the plot of it, and fuck it, it's apparently one of my favorite hobbies. So this guy <laughs> writes novels. It's the story of a novelist. Stephen King loves to do that. Write about writers, and uh, this guy has made his money writing these romance novels that he doesn't like. He doesn't like them, but he writes them, and they make him a lot of money because other people like them. So he wrote eight of them. He's like, I'm finally done writing these. I'm going to go up into the mountains and write my own book about my own topics. Here we go. And he finishes it up. And he, he finishes his new book. And he, ride, and he starts driving back into town through a blizzard. He's had a, he's had a sip of champagne. He's had a smoke of a cigarette in celebration. But he flies off the road. Whoa. Getting Fly. covered in snow. He flies off Thinking, the road. Yeah, um, the, not he has thinking. like a. He just drives off the road. He has a flying. But car? anyway, <laughs> huh? he has a flying car. This is his car is flying. Is this based off of uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? No. So he flies off the road. <laughs> he drives off the road, flipping down a hillside. Um, covered in snow, getting buried in snow. He's knocked out in the car. It's a dangerous situation. When, lo and behold, somebody pries him out. Oh. Well, he wakes up in uh, in this house, and this woman is saying, "Oh, you were in a terrible car accident. Just sit tight. You'll you'll be fine in a few days." And he's like, "Oh, thank he's God, you there. saved me." Right. He, he, he kind of, when he comes to, he's sort of like, wow, thank you for saving me. Um, this is going to you know. just work out great, isn't it? Exactly. And his legs are all fucking mangled from the car accident and all this stuff, so um, he can't walk. But he's laying in this bed, and she's um, helping him. And she's saying, you know, you're so lucky that I found you because, number one, I saved you. Number two, I, I used to be a nurse. And number three... I'm a huge fan of your work. I'm your number uh-huh. one fan. She's read all of his romance novels and loves them. And has basically so memorized just them. Super fan. Yeah. She's a nurse. Yep. She's gonna take care of him. Oh yeah. Like this is all lining up to be like, wow, how lucky is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, she sees that he has his newest novel, the manuscript of it, is sitting in his folder. And she says, you know, I don't want to overstep my bounds, but if I could read your newest novel. I just loved the Misery series so much. I would love to be the first one to read whatever this new book is going to be. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Go ahead. You've earned it. She storms in. 
Whoa. A little bit later. In, oh, after she's read it? She's read 40 pages of it. Oh. She, no, no, she doesn't storm in. She comes in, and she's feeding him soup. And she's like, hey, um, I know this isn't my place. You're the author. I shouldn't t- be telling you how to do this. But um, would you mind if I gave a note or something about it? And he's like, He's like, no problem. I, you know, that's how I make the books better. Is uh, I, I take notes from people I trust. So, so goes, you're you're telling me this guy gets into a car accident and he's saved by a nurse who's a super fan, and she's going yep. to give him helpful notes on his new manuscript. Uh-huh. It's like, that's wow, right, that's right. This guy has just won the lottery. Uh huh. She goes. Does it really need all those swears? No. <laughs> he goes. Well, they're slum kids, and I was a slum kid, so, yeah, they talk like that. And then she's like, it's just such a disappointment that you, who are such a talented writer, would generate such filth. Uh Uh-oh. And she starts to spill hot soup on his mangled legs. Oh, my God. Or it's just getting close, is all. Oh, and she kind of turns into a different person. She m- well, anyway, you learn over the course of the next few weeks that she's a full-blown psychopath. Oh. The roads are not down. The phone lines are not down, like she claimed from the blizzard. She's basically keeping him captive. Uh, it was too good to be true. It was too good to be true. But here's where it kicks up a notch. He starts trying to escape. She discovers his, his um, attempts and that his legs have been healing, that he's almost ready to walk again. Uh-huh. She comes in. How this long is, how long is this when he, when the turn this turn happens? This, like, act one turn. Pretty, pretty early on, you're like, she could be doing more to be helping him on his way. Uh, Feels like, like, she's like, don't worry, when the roads open up, I'll drive you to the hospital. Right then and there, your flags go up, because you're like, it's not really still snowing that hard out there, you know? Yeah. So she comes in full psychopath. She's like, oh, you're trying to escape? You're not going anywhere, buddy. You're my prized pig. You're my you're my best possession. You're, um, you know, and I'm not telling you to love me, but it would be nice if we fell in love. Um, <laughs> She's a nurse. This is really this bad, is bad bedside bad manner. Bedside manner, yeah. <laughs> so... It, did she is she do you find out if she's lying about being a nurse? No, but is one that... thing you do find out is she's got this little like collection of newspaper clippings and it's like it, it doesn't like flat out say it, but as he's flipping through the clippings, it's like, why is she keeping these clippings? It's like the hospital that she used to work at. Oh, mysteriously, the head nurse dies and she takes over. You know, it's like all these little things oh. where all these weird, mysterious deaths surround her that, um, well, she's weird. a fucking psycho. Well, she's, it sounds like the theme is that she's really unlucky yeah. where all these people are di- die around her. <laughs> yeah, that's And the guy it. she saved is really lucky. That's right. And it's like these two worlds of of fortune and misfortune collide. Right. right. That you're, you're, you're poor, making tons poor of Poor lady. I'm, I'm still on her this side. This is good. Well, uh, you'll, you'll... <laughs> Maybe this will switch you over and no pressure. The big scene is when he uh, when she discovers that he's been um like that he stole a knife and that he's been like practicing with this knife. 
She comes in in the middle of the night and is like, I found this, by the way. And she, like, gives him this shot. And then he wakes up and he's tied down to the bed. Uh Then she goes into this little monologue about how, I don't know where this diamond mine is, but they were using native workers, these, um, like, Native Americans, I think, were working in these diamond mines. Oh. Um, And she's like... You know what they would do when they would when when the the owners found that people were stealing some of the diamonds. Well, they wouldn't kill them because that's like throwing out a whole Mercedes when one spring is broken. Oh jeez. But they used to practice a hobby of something called hobbling. A hobby. <laughs> they would they would practice they would go into a practice of something called hobbling. Hobbling. Hmm? Hobbling. And as she's telling him this, she places a block of wood between his legs down oh, right near his ankles oh no she goes i'm not gonna kill you you're my favorite thing ever <laughs> but i will she help calls him you. a thing you know, i don't know maybe but she's like i will help you write your next good book oh god the sequel to misery number eight which is the romance novels uh-huh. you'll be writing the next one and i'll help you do it because I'll keep you focused. You won't be trying to escape because then she lifts up this giant sledgehammer and then bang slams his ankle. So oh. it fully breaks 90 degrees. Eee. And then he's screaming in pain. And oh she's God. like, I'm gonna help you write the best that you can write. Slam! She slams his other ankle. Oh my god. And um his his legs that were just finally almost walkable again. He's now totally fucked. Wow. Um, and that was an anyway, accident? She slipped with the sledgehammer and accidentally broke his ankle. I can ankles? see you're still on her side, but man, it, it you know, it seemed pretty intentional. I mean, I've been I can I can still relate. I've been clumsy with tools. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, He's writing this book as a prisoner against his will, and she's, like, reviewing his pages. Because, like, the first bunch of pages he wrote, she read them and was like, this is not your finest work. You need to do this again. Okay. And then he's like, fuck, I really will never get out of here unless I write a full nother novel for this lady. Specifically for this lady. Like, yeah. So he sits down and over the next couple months is writing it and in prison. Um, At least he doesn't have to worry about demographics. He just has a yeah. he has a very small yeah. sample of of his audience to yeah, write just for. Just need to appease that's... one psychopath. Yeah, but she's easy. like anyway, she's fucking crazy, and like the littlest things will set her off. She'll be yeah. so sweet, and then like he'll be like, "This isn't the right paper," and she'll be like, "Nothing is good enough for you." You know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, long story short, that you you also see this the journey of this police officer, this local cop, the local sheriff, who's like slowly putting it all together. He finally finds the flipped over car. Everyone's like, oh, the guy must have died. He must have walked off in the snow. But not this sheriff has a little keen eye. He sees that the car door was pried open. So he knows uh-uh, uh-huh. that he didn't walk off in the snow. Somebody came by. Um, Good detective work. So he's work. been searching nice. this whole time. And he finally puts it all together. Because he's also a fan of these misery novels. And he sees this woman in town. <laughs> Who isn't? Quoting misery. And he also recognizes her face. He looks her up. He finds that she's like, she was convicted of like murdering all these babies in a local nursery. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, and God. that she's living in this town and loves misery written by the author that he knew was in the car accident. So anyway, yeah. he drives to the house. 
he looks around. She's like, oh, come on in. And he looks around. He can't find he can't find the author because uh-huh. she stuffed him in the basement right before uh, the cop got there. Oh. And then as he's walking out, guy in the basement knocks over a barbecue set. He goes, hey, what was that noise? And he opens the basement door, and there's the author down there screaming help. Bang! Shotgun blast through the heart from behind. Oh! She just cold-blooded murders the sheriff. Goosh! By accident? Could have been, but man, at this point, (laughs) you know, where do you draw the line? Uh, wow. Anyway, she's like, now we have to do a murder-suicide because more people are going to come. So okay. let me get my gun, and we're going to do this thing. Oh, God. And then and he, <laughs> he's like, I, she's like, I'm your biggest fan. We need to do this. So, um, but then he's like, you know, he's like, wait, let me just finish the final chapter of Misery. It's almost done. It's going to be amazing. I'll just write it all night long, and we'll just finish it, and then um, and oh then we God. can kill ourselves, and it'll be perfect. That's his, his only like, his only defense is, is trying to write a satisfying <laughs> ending yes, to his exactly. novel to it. <laughs> Exactly. So he writes it, and then he's like, you know, he has this little routine. I mean, I, I don't know. Am I talking? To, I'm just talking and talking. Is this too much? <laughs> no, I love it, and we're 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 fine. Time is good. Anyway, the the fucking he 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 writes it, and uh, she knows his ritual when he finishes a novel, and so does he, by the way, which is to smoke one cigarette and have one drink. So she comes in with the cigarette and the drink when he's finished the novel and he's like, Oh, this isn't perfect. And she gets a little mad for one second. He's like, because well, well, you, you gave me notes on my, no, no. on my, uh, on my <laughs> writing. Now I get to give you notes on your, uh, on your, uh, capturing. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, you need to go get, get a, another glass so that you can toast with me. So she's like, Oh, yeah. she's so excited. She leaves. He had snuck from, from, the barbecue he snuck the fuel into his back pants and when she comes in he's holding the final chapter of misery and he's also holding a fucking match Uh. he's like i need to teach you a lesson and he sets it on fire and throws it on the ground she lets out a scream and she goes to start putting it out and he takes the typewriter and bangs her on the back of the head Ooh. And then it's, of course, one of those like 90s movie sequences where it's like she's not quite dead like six times in a row. And they're struggling <laughs> and she's like trying to stab him and all this, you know. Right. And the house is the house is on fire because, um, you know, the fire from before. So they're like battling, you know, yeah. his legs still don't work and they're struggling. He's like trying to gouge out her eyes. Anyway, he ends up clubbing her. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's sort of over. It's finally over. And then uh, last scene of the movie, cut to New York City. He's back. He's walking down the street with a cane. He's meeting up with his publicist. They're sitting, having a nice a nice dinner. Um, well, it seems like your latest novel is going to be a real hit. Hey, why don't you ever write about that time that you were um, captured by that woman? And he's like, well, if I would have known any better, I'd think you were trying to make a buck off of the worst, uh, the worst trauma of my entire life. And the, 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 the lady's like, well, I just think it would be a good story. Then he sees <laughs> the dessert cart coming around the corner. And who is pushing the dessert cart? Oh, my God. She's not dead? Well, she comes up. She pushes the dessert cart. She's holding a knife. Oh. And then he looks again. 
and it's a different person. Oh. It's just the dessert cart lady. He's just, she he's says, got PTSD. Excuse me. I just want you to know, I'm your biggest fan. What? End of the movie. <laughs> wow. Did I tell you every single detail? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I think your retelling was really good. Good. All right. There you go. And that's Mystery. Um, the movie Misery. It's the Misery Mystery. Yeah. <laughs> That was Wikipedia and Misery. <laughs> <laughs> the companion audio to the movie. <laughs> yeah, the companion um, audio. If you don't have an hour and a half, just listen to my 30-minute explanation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, wild. Uh, that was Stephen King, too, right? Yep. I love how he does A plot and B plot stuff, like the B plot with the with the detective. Yep. yep. Like, and and like you're you're like, oh, this is gonna be, it's gonna be like you know Red Riding Hood and the and the lumberjack. Yeah, he'll come in and save, save the, day. the day. But then he just he turns he just turns that blasted. trope. Yeah, just turns that trope on its head. Like all of the B plot was just kind of a setup for a joke. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> here he comes. Oh, and it's like he'll come back with the cavalry as soon as he's gone. He'll come back with the yeah. cavalry. Bang. Nope. Bang. He's just fucking dead. Shot just... through the heart. Hundred percent. There's no way he's like gonna stand up from that or something. You know. Shot through the heart. The same. The the same thing happens in The Shining. Actually, I don't know if you know that, but. Did, did you saw you saw the movie? You see it? Uh, yeah. The kid, you remember the kid is a psychic, right? And he can right, talk right. to the groundskeeper. Yeah. And the groundskeeper's like in 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 on vacation in like Florida and gets like the psychic call from the kid. Yeah, and it, right. He has right. this incredible journey all across the fucking nation to yeah. get to the mansion. And right when he walks in the door, Jack Nicholson axes him in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll come save the day. And then Jack Nicholson's like, hello, bang, dead. Uh, that was um, uh, Kathy Bates as uh, yep as the lady, right? Yes, she's she fantastic. Was. Oh, she's so good in this movie, too. She's just like, just the perfect amount of like sweet, but fully psychopathic. Well, folks, that's uh, that's the end of episode four. We hope you liked it. We hope you found <laughs> some value in it. And ga- and goddamn it, if if the explanation of misery was fun to you, that's great. If I talk, if I was talking too much, big big apologies. And um, if I don't think you there's... probably don't need to watch it. My explanation was good. It's a good movie, but I pretty much told you every fucking point. I mean, I think it's um, I think I think it's a it's been on my short list of movies that I have to watch just because it's like oh have you seen Misery no oh my god you have to see it I think uh, (laughs) I still want to watch it even after uh, hearing your explanation because it's it's uh, referenced so much in pop culture I basically I basically already knew kind of you know what it was all about yeah uh but uh some of those twists and turns were exciting and it'll I think it'll still be exciting to uh, watch it. Uh, watch it someday. Could you know it could be and Dan, and also you, you know, were I don't think you were talking too much because this is a podcast and I... that's true it's gonna be <laughs> one of us and <laughs> wait my big question to you Dan is yeah. um at the end do you think she was um do you think she was evil or do you think it was all an accident? <laughs> I think she is the I think I think she um tried to uh put on some shoes that were too big for her 
like she's she's gonna be a savior. Sure. Uh, uh, she's gonna be the hero, and she's going to um make make this author uh even more successful because she's gonna fix his last novel in this misery series. She's uh she's gonna nurse him back to health, but uh I think she uh, makes some mistakes along the way. <laughs> some uh, uh she she gets um yeah, like I said, she's she's uh trying to she's trying to put on shoes that are too big for her. She, she's yeah. she's just kind of stumbling around her her uh herself. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I could see that, but also you know, she's killed before, and uh, and she's a bloody psychopathic murderer. But yeah, I could see your point. Uh, that, other that, than uh, that, I mean, she's who, a little, little bit well, clumsy. Who, who is trying to fill, <laughs> fill these shoes? Yeah, who? Well, who isn't a psychopathic murderer? Tune in next week to part five of How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, we didn't do part four this time. Oh, we just, didn't. Should we just do quick? Yeah, quick part four. Um, quick part four. Yeah. Uh, ju- quick. Okay, stand? I know, I know. Uh, here's here's what the quick part four is, is uh, just real quick, and maybe it's mm-hmm. every even, maybe it's every even, uh, even number that we do this. It's just a quick reminder that uh, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't murder. You shouldn't. You shouldn't murder. Right. Of course. But if you're going to, I okay. would recommend not changing any of your habits so that you don't look out of the ordinary at all uh-huh just my quick tip for that yeah. anyway um this has been <laughs> singalapur with danny and tim yay 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 i feel like that was a good one absolutely oh yeah oh yay Okay. In the last language. episode, we were just talking about your film school, your your film major, and how you yes. studied this kind of stuff. Also, Telugu language is in is the language of South India. I don't think it's the same is... as Karnataka, though. I. I what do you mean? I the... think I think Karnataka is more of a uh, uh, West India has a their own west india language south india is maybe more i don't know we'll do more research well, no, on I... singapore as we go along <laughs> Arnataga, hold on. Okay. language oh my god Kan Kanad Kanada is the official language of karnataka yeah yeah that's it oh my god so telugu and then telugu is uh is different a major language in areas bordering Karnataka is Telugu. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, of course. I think Karnataka is um, actually a pretty large state. I don't know how many states are oh in India, God. too. Again, we're going to, I mean, over the course of this podcast, we're, we're going gonna... to become experts on... Well, I mean... Megan had the idea that we could um, 
we could try to learn as much as we could about Singalapur to the point where we like know the residents. Oh my god, yes. 